Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In today's episode, we are going to be going through, we're going to be going, going to be going to be going through a Q&A. I'm not deleting that. I'm keeping it. That was really annoying for I'm everybody it in listening. There. Got a Q&A day today. Uh, but first, new listeners, returning listeners, if you're listening, leave a review if you have not already. You guys have been crushing it with that, yeah, though. They've been awesome. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. it so much. One thing I don't appreciate um, on our discovery calls, and this is a filtering process. So if you're not looking to learn, if you're just looking for a program to follow to achieve a desired outcome, SD Evolution is not your go to source in regards to health coaching. We are a what, why, how company. We talk about everything behind the scenes that's happening. It's not just, here's your numbers, see you later. When I hear, and this is fine, because we're gonna educate ourselves and become aware and move forward, because that's what we do, we become aware and we learn and we grow. When we say we're not in a position where we need to learn anymore, we kinda just wanna achieve a result. I've been doing this for a little while, I don't need the educational aspect as much as you might think I do. Well, that's kind of fucking weird because this is what we do for a living and we're still learning. And it doesn't matter what part of life that you are looking for some progress in, learning is involved in that. Anything that you're doing, anything you want to get better at, learning is involved in that. You never stop learning in any good company you look at whether it's in their core values or their philosophies or they're talking about it behind the scenes, it's always be learning. If you stop learning, you are falling behind. If you stop evolving, you are dying. Always be learning. So if you go into any conversation with, yeah, I don't really need to learn about that, become aware. I'm not talking down to you. Just become aware that those words actually left your mouth and then don't say those again. <laughs> don't <laughs> ever say those again. I mean, we've worked with other fitness professionals, other coaches, other very highly educated people who are still learning from our process and that's not to say that they didn't have the knowledge before but there's always an opportunity to learn more and that's what coaching is and if you you should never get to the get to the point where you're complacent and don't and feel like you've reached the end goal because that's just not nobody none of us are ever going to get there and it's also just it's ironic because if you're looking for help, that means you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. In some regard, you may have a great background. And again, we work with coaches. Coaches come to us for coaching. So you may have a great background, but you are not where you want to be. So you have to learn how to get there. That's literally in the definition of what you're looking for is you have to learn how to get there. Again, not talking down to anyone who I've spoken with who has said these words, not talking down to you if we have never spoken, but you've said these words yourselves. What we do on this podcast is highlight different areas of your life. We become aware of them. And through awareness, we are able to improve. Through learning, we are able to improve. Never stop learning. Always be learning. Always be learning. Okay, let's get some questions up. All right, so I did not get to answer as many 
questions as I wanted to on Instagram. So I was like, you know what? Let's just make it into today's podcast. They so, probably want my answers to the questions they asked you anyway. Probably. All right. First one. Love element, element for those who are listening and not looking, um, which is the electrolyte supplement that we have been using. We've talked about it a few times on the podcast, but her question is, also hear health risks for too much sodium. How to know the right amount that you need? All of it. <laughs> this is something that is, you know, one of the flip floppers of the century. Like, you know, these studies come out. Eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Meat is good. Meat is bad. Salt is good. Salt is bad. Uh, we are on the salt is good side of the coin right now. Um, it's been bad for a long time. It's been bad for a long time. People are becoming aware of how bad it is to not have it, to limit it, to cut it out when you don't have, you know, call, I'll call it a sensitivity to it. A very small amount of the population will actually have, you know, blood pressure, blood pressure be affected by sodium intake. Um, everyone else has been cutting it out for the fear of, you know, cardiovascular issues. Um, what has actually happened is you first of all may have created cardiovascular issues, um, but another part of that is just the general functions of sodium within your body. Sodium helps as a neurotransmitter. You have your neurons firing. It helps with muscles firing. Um, just you know, overall hydration status and you know, actually optimizing overall health. Um, so by cutting it out, we have you know seen some negative things happen in each of those departments. So now we're starting to become aware of that. Filter it back in. I will say from a personal standpoint, like I don't, I didn't super limit sodium. Um, I've been prehypertensive for a while. I am no longer prehypertensive based on my last few uh, blood pressure readings. Um, but I wake up in the morning, I train fasted. All that I have in the morning is that element stick, sodium, potassium, magnesium. And I train just as hard, just as intense, just as well. I'm progressing fasted when I'm just consuming an element stick. Um, so just performance in general, big factor. Yeah. And as far as how much you need, how to know how, like what the right amount is for you, it really depends on what your lifestyle looks like. So are you somebody who is training a lot? You're training excessively. It's, you're sweating it's a lot. summer. You're sweating a lot. Um, or, you know, are you somebody who drinks a crap ton of water? If you have a gallon of water a day and you're not consuming enough electrolytes, you're not going to feel very good. Um, so it definitely depends. I would say the sweet spot for most people is one to two packets of the element, which is a thousand milligrams per packet. Right. Um, but even during like, that's considering that not being the only sodium intake you have throughout the day. Right. It depends on what you're eating as well. So are you somebody who tends to salt their food a lot? Like we, I mean, we didn't never went crazy with salting our food, so maybe that's why we've noticed such a big difference in taking it. But um, you know, if you're eating a lot of high sodium processed foods, you're probably not feeling very good. Number one, but also you probably don't need as much as somebody who's eating a mostly nutrient dense whole foods diet. So it depends, but I would say the sweet spot, like start with just one packet per day, see how you feel. Um, you can also track your food intake and track your sodium and track your one packet per day and kind of see where you end up just to get an idea of what's quote unquote normal for you or what, what's been normal for you. But you know, if you're somebody who struggles with 
just feeling super fatigued and just exhausted, um, headaches, dizziness, things like that, this can really make a big difference and you might have just an electrolyte imbalance. So for most people, it's something we recommend, um, but there is a ton of science-backed articles on the Element website as well if you're interested in just reading up about more of what and why you should be having it. But I feel like Again, it's one of those things a lot of doctors probably aren't yet on board with because we've been so, oh, sodium is bad, 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 bad for the last decade plus. So it just takes time for people to catch up. It's funny how that works. How your, your doctor is the last to know. Uh, plug, what is your element code? Uh, it's a link. I'll put it in the description of this episode and it will give you a free sample box of every single flavor you can't get that on the site by itself so that's the exclusivity of using our link and enter you for a chance to win a trip to the maldives for a month is that a part of it are you going to take me i can't afford that no <laughs> no that, right. was a, that was a lie it's not included moving on to the next question we have a ton of pregnancy ones here that i'll wait on um good examples of pre and post workout snacks for early morning workouts let's talk about this is something i want to be a whole episode as far as pre and post workout nutrition but basics here salt i train fasted all i have is the element stick pre-workout now in a general sense let's assume you're eating prior to working out if it's a full meal give yourself you know an hour, 90 minutes, a couple hours to digest, but give yourself a level baseline of protein. So when I say level baseline, you should be spreading your protein pretty evenly throughout the day. Each meal, let's say you're consuming 200 grams for the entire day over the course of four meals, 50 grams of protein. Uh, so you get all your protein in. Um, I would stack a higher number, a higher portion of your carbs pre and post workout as compared to the rest of your meals. And with carbs being higher, I would reduce the number of fats that you are consuming with those pre and post workout meals. Um, it's also going to help with absorption of those carbs and protein. Fats are going to slow absorption down a little bit. So just for optimal intake, same protein, more carbs, less fat pre and post. Yeah. I mean, at the bare minimum, if you're somebody who works out really early and you don't love to eat a lot before, but you do feel better with food in your system beforehand. Um, we love dried fruit. We love fruit in general. Um, the that's it little bars are great. They're just literally that's it. It's just fruit within them, and they blueberries like and apples. Snack. That's it. <laughs> um, you know, just something easy to get in a smoothie, a shake. Do eat what makes you feel your best, but also what's going to fit your life. So if you're somebody who has to work out early and you have to eat, but you've been not eating beforehand and your workouts have been sucking, then you need to figure out what's going to sit well. Um, versus, you know, if you're somebody who works out later in the day, you probably don't need a specific pre-workout snack. If you've had a few meals in your system and let's say, you know, you're going right from work. Um, it, it all depends on what the rest of your day looks like. So I wouldn't, spend too much time stressing about this. I think a lot of people worry so much about pre and post workout nutrition when it's really one of the smaller rocks that you should be focusing on. Like don't, don't miss the forest for the trees. Is that the quote? Um, 
there's so many other things that you probably need to dial in first rather than what you're eating directly before and directly after your workout. So that's just the final percentage of pure optimization. But uh, from a general standpoint, and this can obviously play a role in pre and post nutrition as well. Pay attention to how you feel after eating certain foods, after eating certain meals, after eating different combinations of macronutrients. Um, For example, like a protein shake would be theoretically an ideal pre or post workout food, meal, snack. I have noticed that I get very tired when I drink a protein shake. I take that as my body not wanting that, not optimizing that shake. So I've been focusing on scaling that out. Like it's, it's an easy, quick shake when I have a quick meal and I have nothing prepped. So I'm not totally out of the woods with that yet, but I am paying attention to those cues, those that biofeedback, the internal feedback in regards to what my body's looking for. And I've been doing a great job over the past year of really fine tuning it, you know, almost completely eliminating processed foods. And my body is very happy because of that. Um, and protein shakes are probably one of the last things I'll end up letting go. But that's just based on how I've responded. I get, I get tired. I get sluggish for whatever reason, most of the time after drinking a protein shake. Um, so if it's an easy theoretical ideal meal pre post, but you don't feel great and you don't perform well after consuming something like a shake, don't keep doing it. Listen to that and adapt. Learn and adapt. Move forward. I'm eating twenty three hundred calories. How can I still feel hungry? I don't want to gain fat. Dot dot dot. Are you gaining weight? Yeah, that'd be the first question. Follow up. Are you tracking your body weight on an average basis week to week? And are you gaining weight? Um, that's the first question. Are you actually hungry or is it like a reward hunger? Like there's also true important. hunger or you're bored. You did something, you want food. True hunger, you will physically feel that in your body. You'll physically feel the other things as well. True. Your body but- will trick you. But like your stomach feels empty, it's growling, like that's true hunger versus you tricking yourself into thinking that you're hungry and you're craving something. Um, But also 2,300 calories is not that much. That's like a normal amount. So if you're hungry on that amount and you're eating mostly whole nutrient dense food sources, you know, you're paying attention to, you know, spreading your protein out evenly throughout the day, you're getting enough fiber in and you're still hungry, maybe you do just need to eat more. So it's hard for us to say exactly without a lot of other information, but factor in those few things and then make your assessment. Are you training five, six days a week? Are you doing cardio on top of that? Are you walking? Are you active? What's your job? $2,300, 2,300 calories if you're training five or six days a week and you have an active job is a pretty low number in context. Currently in a plateau, eating 1,600 calories, training four times per week, and getting in at least 7K steps per day. Help. Well, I feel like we definitely need more information, um, but plateaus are going to happen, so it depends how long you've been eating at this amount because our bodies are going to adapt to what we are taking in. So if you've been eating 1,600 calories per day for a while, um you know, your body's going to adapt to that. And eventually you're going to have to cut down lower. I'm assuming if the goal is fat loss here. So that might just be a sign. It's time to make that cut. Maybe adherence isn't quite where it needs to be. Um, you know, tracking the rest of your biofeedback is obviously important here too. What's your sleep looking like, stress management, your digestion, 
is your fiber intake where it needs to be? Where is your protein intake? So all of these things. Are you getting stronger? Definitely play a role. So with this question and the previous one, I want to remind you guys that it's really hard to bring yourself through these nutritional protocols if you don't have all of the knowledge that you need to have to make these adjustments. And yes, this is what we do, but like if you're confused on how to proceed, that's probably a sign that you need to invest in some type of resource to learn how to proceed. Going back to the first thing we talked about today. So reminder, this is what coaching is about. This is where we as professionals will take a look at your entire lifestyle and really dive in to figure out why you aren't making progress or whatever the struggle is. So don't be afraid to invest in this side of things, even if you've been doing it on your own for a while. You might just need that objective viewpoint. Nope. I read one that I've been uh, looking for. So favorite athletic clothes. I've been searching for more clothes. I feel like men Shh. don't, like no one talks about this on the on the. Well, everyone's making side. the same shit now and they're all ugly. Like everything looks a little funky and similar. So if you got, we're on YouTube now. This, this is on YouTube. If you guys are not watching this already, the SDE method will be hosting the here to evolve podcast for a little while. We'll, we'll see how it does up there. Um, but if you have a brand that you are currently happy with that's coming out with some nice stuff just drop a quick comment in there but no all my usual go i say go to is i buy clothes once or twice a year um i feel like they're all making the same stuff and it's all ugly so got nothing on my side i like lululemon is the the goat it's always just held up the best as far as quality goes i have pieces that i've ordered from there from like five plus years ago that are still perfect um, we like Viore. I like their stuff, but they haven't come out with anything new. Um, and but then, even like the pants and stuff. They say everyday pants, and they just look like pajama workout pants. Oh, you can wear these everywhere. Well, maybe I can wear sweatpants everywhere. Maybe this is your sign that you, you should start a men's athletic yeah, wear I line. The, I don't want the inventory right now. Well, Viore, Lululemon, and Free People are my go-to. Step go-tos. up your game. I'm trying to buy your shit. You're making it hard. All right. Do you have a set time to work out or just whenever? Ideally, you want to train at the same time. You want to get into that schedule, schedule it like a doctor's appointment, adhere to it. Um, If I don't do it first thing in the morning, it's either like it's rushed or it's not as great as I want it to feel. I can't, you know, connect with myself as well as I want to. So the difficult part for me is has been getting our sleep schedule back where it needs to be after we got sick it's just taken me forever to get back to it but when i'm up at like five o'clock do what i got to do real quick get my element stick ready to go a little warm up um and i'm i'm done training before kai works out like that's when i feel my best so that is my cup of coffee it's the the cold shower the element stick the workout i feel great and then I can actually use the coffee for work performance, like the brain power, the brain juice. I don't need that to wake up. I'm already up and I feel good. Um, that routine has worked great for me. It has just been tough to continue to get up that early. I agree. I think setting an established routine is important in the beginning if you're trying to get consistent with exercise. However, I think it's also important to be flexible with that. And instead of 
thinking, okay, well, I didn't make it for my 5 a.m. workout today, so I'm not going to work out at all. You push it later or you adapt. Um, Honestly, every week, as far as like looking at the weeks, like every week looks different for me because I'm I'm lifting three to four times per week right now. And it's not always like, for example, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like I'll switch up the days depending on what our schedule looks like. So I think, yes, routine is important, but also is being flexible and adapting and pivoting when life happens. Just don't adapt and pivot when you don't need to, because what typically happens is if you're in an adapt and pivot mode, there's a 50% chance you're actually going to work out. So if you can get it done first thing or at your scheduled time, this is the dedicated time for it. That is your highest likelihood of success and nothing else can get in the way of that. Once it's done, nothing else can get in the way. And that's why I'm such a proponent of, you know, getting it done first thing, because once shit hits the fan, it's 50, 50, whether or not you're actually going to get it in. How do you handle comments? Like, why don't you drink or you don't drink? Why the fuck do you care? Not, not the question. Why, the, that's my response. Why do you drink? Why do you drink? I don't know. Um, I feel like this is a harder question when you're newer to being alcohol-free or trying to decrease your drinking just because it's probably been your norm for so long. So the people that you're around are going to be like, what the heck is happening? Why is she changing this is different that it makes them uncomfortable because you're acting different and it makes them sort of look inward at why they are drinking I find so I think it's tough to answer at first for that reason but you know why did you stop drinking I'm sure you stopped or are wanting to stop for a reason so I would just be honest and share that with them that's my point of view um okay let's keep going Whey protein powder versus plant-based is one more optimal than the other. No, again, this is one of the things where they used to say that plant-based was less optimal. Uh, And now there's stuff coming out that is just as fine. I'm just not, uh, I'm not digesting it well. So I'm, I'm poo-pooing the protein powder for myself personally right now. Just all of it in general. Mm -hmm. Does your app give me availability to all of the programs? Oh, yes, it does. Everything. Whatever you want, it's yours. It's all in there. It's all... The world is your oyster. Twenty four ninety nine per month. We just got another question here about how much it is. Um, it will always be that price for you. Like, whatever price it is when you sign up and you stay active, you are grandfathered into that price. We it have is, people paying $13 a month. It is also still very cheap for the amount of information and things that we offer in there. And we're continuing um, to build. So, take advantage now before the price... Probably increases soon. We're building out libraries in some different areas. Um, and as those get completed and we can truly say we offer full meditation and eventually we offer, you know, mobility routines, yoga, this, that, and the other, we will charge more. Right now you are getting all of these things. You're getting basically sneak peeks where we're adding content in these departments um, and you're getting it for the same price. Once these are fully built out, I can tell you it will not be this price anymore. So get in now. There is still a ton of value. It is still worth well beyond $24.99 per month. You're just not going to get this anywhere else for what we're including and the access you have and the availability of you know all these different things. So jump on it. Get in. You're not going to be disappointed. We have a lot of users and they stick around. It would be one thing if there was a ton of turnover. 
people who are using this consistently are kicking ass and seeing great progress. Since your family will be complete with baby girl, what birth control options will you consider post-birth, if any? Don't look at me. <laughs> um, no, I have no desire to go back on birth control ever. So you're either going to get snipped. It's not going to happen. <laughs> or we're just going to go back. I'll go back to tracking my cycle um, and eventually convince Josh to just uh, do the old snip, snip. That's just not going to happen. Because I don't want to be pregnant again. Um, but I tracked my cycle for since 2015. Um, we've used it to prevent pregnancy before Kai. We used it to get pregnant both times, just keeping tabs on it. And pr- used it to prevent between Kai and the time that we were ready to have baby number two. So I'll just go back to paying attention to that. I know my body very well. And if a surprise happens, it's going to happen, but we're going to, this is 99% our last creation of a baby. And let's finish off with dieted forever, then two pregnancies, ate all the things, how to get back to a balance. Habits, 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 lifestyle. The balance is implementing little things that make you feel good. It's going to bed on time. It's prioritizing whole foods. It's enjoying yourself in moderation. It's moving consistently throughout the day. It's meditating. It's taking a fucking cold shower every morning. It's making you feel great. Really going to like it. Uh, Half kidding. You don't have to do that, but it's awesome. Um, All the little things, drinking enough water. You don't ever have to track calories and macros. If you can eat intuitively and you are eating quality foods and you are quote unquote balanced as the question was proposed, you're going to be fine. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be at a healthy weight. You're going to feel good. You're going to perform well. It literally is all about the habits. The only time you have to focus on bringing numbers back into this is when you want to create a change. If you're not happy with how things are going. And I think the other part of this is also understanding that you can't just hop back in and change all of these things at once. It's been a long time since you've been able to focus on any of these things, it sounds like. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to start. It's it's not back at square one because you're starting with the experience and the knowledge that you already have. But you sort of have to start from the beginning and slowly drip in these habits, slowly start to just be more aware of what you are and what you aren't doing that are either adding value or taking things away from your lifestyle and understand that it's not going to be just jumping back in full force after two pregnancies, after dieting forever. You're probably a great candidate for coaching um, just based on this two sentence question. But you know, if you are confident that you can do this yourself, I would highly suggest the just app. or the app yeah um you know start there gain all the knowledge you can get and slowly focus on one thing at a time once that one thing is consistent add in something else and you will before you know it have built up all of these great habits and starting to feel better about everything that you're doing and you'll start seeing the changes that you want to see SDE method is the name of the app. It is also the name of the YouTube channel that we have currently just used to upload our uh, training videos for the app too. These podcasts will be living there moving forward until 
decided later if we make a change. SDE method. For SD Evolution, one-to-one coaching, our applications are currently open. We close, what, the 14th? Um, when do we close? We just opened on Monday. I'm looking at the dates. The 17th is when we'll close. We had 25 people book in the last couple of days. Spots will be limited. If you're listening to this now, you've been thinking about it, go apply. It is a no-obligation call. We do not do a hard close on these calls. We will give you all the information as far as what we provide. Make sure it's the best fit and then get you to your dream bod, your dream scenario, your dream biofeedback. We'll get you back into your prime. If you've been thinking about it, just book the call. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.